This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hello, this is Marco Cesero and welcome to Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 124 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Amy. And I am, of course, your co-host, Dana. You know, I'm so happy that we had Marco Cicetto introduce our show today because I need some of his positivity. If you ever look at his social media, Marathon Marco, Mm -hmm. oh, it is so positive. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, he will post videos of his training. He will post little motivational sayings. He will post stories, videos of people overcoming incredible feats and accomplishing goals. And just, I needed that. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with Marco, he is the world record holder for double amputees in the marathon. Yes, in that marathon distance. And uh, he said it in Chicago, I think, or in Boston, and then broke it at, a, at another major race. Such an overachiever. Yeah, like did it, in, did it in Boston and then broke it again in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And But my favorite footage of him would happen to be the um, the footage from The Princess, which was the last run Disney race that they held yeah. this, this year in 2020. I loved that he did the half marathon there. I wish we had been there. And I think he, he is just so open and positive because I think he, he talked about falling twice and then danced across the finish line. Yes, and and that's that's I think one of my favorite. Um, I saw some footage and I saw a photo. Yeah. yeah, great photo of that, and just you know the the look on his face yeah. when he's you know out there and when he's talking to people and and everything. He's he is living his message. Yeah. And it's just great to to meet somebody like that. And we were very fortunate to get to meet him in the Anchorage Run Fest. Last year at this, almost at this time. Yeah. And just just so lucky to be with him and also to be with Bart Yasso at that event and see Bart Yasso as we cross the finish line of the Anchorage Run Fest half marathon. Yes. Because he was on Jeff Galloway's town hall this past week on YouTube. I wish I would have gotten to see that. Throwing over some positivity and race tips and stories. And just, I just finished Bart's book. Can't wait for Marco's book. I have, and any other recommendations of running books that I need to read, send them our our way. Info at runnydrink.net. Because, I mean, these three men inspire me all the time, every day. And I needed that. And you'll see why as we talk about some training and race updates this week. Yes. As well as some news in the running world. And I I like that we had Marco introduce us because he talked about some of his favorite pre-race meals to kind of nourish him and some and, and celebrate his heritage. And, and I just... I... I like that we are going to be talking about a recipe that is from kind of our cookbook Bible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's something that nourishes us in the running and training process. Yeah. His his dish was had this uh, very, th- that he was talking about, I remember had uh, kale in it, as I recall. Oh. Um, this dish we're going to be talking about is going to give us a little bit of a taste of India. 
this week. And uh, you know, we are going back to the HealthSpan solution. And um, we're not only going to talk about the recipe, we're going to give you guys some tips and tricks how to do this as a very quick uh, one-pot wonder. We're also going to talk about how to make it... Um, if you are not wanting to go vegan and give you some options there. And we have an amazing beer this week that mm. is, I, I, may, I, I let me rephrase that. We have a, a beer that is unique. I really liked it. Some people may not think it's as amazing, but I, it's yeah. so unique, so different. Um, I, I think it absolutely bears talking about on the show. Indeed. From, a local brewery here in Southwest Florida called Millennial Brewing. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've got in store for you guys this week. Um, let's talk training. Let's talk. Running yeah, let's let's get into the running part of our show. Because and, and I am with you. I definitely could have used some of his positivity this week because I training was just brutal do. with weather. And we've been we've been dodging lightning storms because again, it's summertime in Florida. And mm-hmm. our heat and humidity has been consistent, feels like temperatures of, a, of over 100 degrees for most of the day. Yeah, so if you so didn't hard. get out and yeah. knock it out early, you or try to do it late in the afternoon, maybe after the after the storms, you were just going to have to pound it out. And I had Oh. Um, I did a couple of, of walks at work with my coworker who I'm this trying weekend. to be their accountability buddy. Yeah. And a couple of my training runs, um, were mm. brutal. I, Just, I yeah. absolutely, the only days I could run were non-work days. I, I wasn't getting up early. I was actually working on trying to get a little more sleep in my off time. Yeah. Because rest is part of training. Well, not only that, I, since you got me the, the Garmin, I, Amy um, got me a, a Garmin Phoenix 6X. Um, I've been using it and using it to track sleep and, and do some of the things that the Apple Watch just doesn't do mm. and isn't made for. And, you know, noticing that, hey, you, you know, it would probably do you some good to get some rest. So I've actually been focusing on my off days, trying to get a little more sleep. Mm. But that meant that I wasn't beating the sun to get those runs done. And mm. I was out pounding it out in the heat. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And you, even even your walking, running segments at work, I mean, the time that you get to do them, it's eight or nine o'clock in the morning, but by then it's even, it's just a scorcher in terms of humidity. Yeah. We're, so. we're usually hitting it by about seven thirty, eight o'clock and we, go, we go for about an hour. So that's, yeah. uh, that's, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock by the time yeah. we're done, the sun's up by then really well. Mm. It's just very humid. And we're the area that, that work is in for me has a lot of uh, navigable canals in the area. So you have a lot of steam coming up off of the canals and yeah. it's just, uh, it's it's moist. Yes. Last last week for me it was uh, I did running short short ones on Monday and Wednesday, and I got out there on Friday for an extra run just to kind of play with some five fifty fives, or it ended up being that because I decided mm, I need to let the foot rest. I, I don't want to go on and finish the nine and a half that I normally would after playing with some 555s mm-hmm. and seeing if I could get my walk to that 16 minute per mile pace and that if I could improve my walk I think I slowed down my walk too much yes and so I'm working on that with those 555s yeah and it, at five seconds walking and or five seconds running and 55 seconds walking so and I know that's not a lot of running but it's uh, it's helping me, I think, work on my cadence in my walk. And that's, that is something we've talked about that over the years. If you slow down to, you know, a 20 minute a mile walk, mm-hmm. then you've really got to pick it up during your run, your run intervals segment. To, to make up time. And I don't want to do that. I want to maintain train like I need to. Right. And so that's what I've been working on. But after that, I was like, mm, I thought I was going to go finish the nine and a half. But no, I need to rest the foot. And I meant to do it on Saturday. And I meant to do it on Sunday. And just missed the mark. Didn't didn't wake up early enough. And it was just torture by the time I woke up 
wasn't really getting good sleep and I I just I needed a little bit of extra motivation and waiting until your day off to to get it done and having you be kind of my accountability buddy as you call it Mm -hmm. that helped me a lot because the motivation to run in this kind of humidity is lower. Oh yeah. You know? Absolutely. So it's, it's even lower for the dogs. It's I mean they the, didn't even the, want to go. The They're poor like, babies. We'll just stay in here and lay on yeah, the tile. Those poor babies. Well, it was overcast early on in our run when we when we did our long one. For the long run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact as so we were it was recording okay this for, for their little paws. Yes, as we're recording this, um, we actually normally record on Mondays. We are actually recording this on Tuesday and dropping it same day. Mm -hmm. Um, We did let everybody know yesterday that the episode would be a little late getting out. Um, We just got in from our long run. So we're just coming off of the long run. It was just, the motivation was a challenge this weekend. I have weeks like that. I understand. I, I just think I probably need to go back and listen to... Marco's episode with us and to Jeff's Jeff Galloway's episode with us from a few weeks ago about running in the heat mm-hmm. that as as motivation yeah and I just yeah that it they were just challenges for me well I got back to doing the 2040s during my my short runs this week 20 seconds running 40 seconds walking and those kicked my butt. Yeah? Yeah. Those well, in this heat, in the humidity. Because, yeah. again, I was doing it um, basically 11 o'clock in the morning to, to noon. Mm. And, yeah, that was mm. that was pretty mm. brutal. And, you know, when I got in from that, I was just smoked. And, and yeah. it, again, doesn't sound like a lot. But, again, with the 105 heat index yeah. and just no evaporation, that, that was what was just getting to or, me. Or, like, you mentioned the water around the places where you walk at work. But I think... In the ditches after the rain. Yeah, we get a lot of that here. You know, we'll get characteristic rain overnight. We did through a lot of the weekend uh, or um, the afternoon rain. And then the the carryover in the morning yes. is just the steam coming from those ditches and from the pavement that was wet. Yeah. And it was challenging this week, too, because every time, you know, I get motivated to go do a run. I'm getting the ding on the on the phone about ooh lightning in the area. Lightning, lightning in, the area. in the area. Yeah, and that's so it's so dangerous. So, so dangerous. we avoid that, but yeah. we got them done. We did. We so got the long run done. We we persevered and we got it done. Maybe not over the weekend exactly, but we 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 got it done within a reasonable window. So now we can stay on track with maintenance runs this week. Yes. So it's good. I can. Do um you know, what's tomorrow? Wednesday. Wednesday. Like Wednesday and Friday. Or, do Wednesday, Friday. You know, and then three miles this weekend will be like a no-brainer because we'll be in the parks. Yeah, and we are going... In the parks. Yeah, we um, are going to be doing a little bit of traveling this week. We are so, so excited. So there's a little, a little update. Yeah, so the first, let's, we can talk about the bad news. Okay. Right. Um, this week, I posted in the Runcation Nation group over on Facebook that another one bites the dust, which is a reference to a wonderful 80s song, and I had the 45 record. <laughs> Just date myself and age myself all over the place. Mm-hmm. But, yes, another one bit the dust this week in terms of the Run Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend going virtual. Yeah, not a real big surprise. This was a Disney race that was sold to full capacity prior to Right at all, the beginning of March. Yeah, prior to all of the big lockdowns that were yeah. uh, starting to happen and the, and the event cancellations. Yeah. So it didn't really surprise me to mm. see it. Yeah. But the official word finally came. Well, we were disappointed at the beginning of March because we didn't get in. Yes. We tried. You tried while I, I was at work and I tried during during work on the sly. You tried at home. It was impossible to get in because of the villain's theme being so popular. Right. So 
and, and then it's gone virtual. So, and I guess the rumor or the information I'm getting online is it's still costs the same amount of money. That is my understanding in talking to a coworker who opted for the virtual. There is no discount. And yeah. her exact phrase to me was, it's the most expensive virtual race I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I would guess that people are going to decide whether to get their refund or whether to go virtual and then maybe some other virtual slots they'll try and sell. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how that's going to work. Given I don't know that either. They, they probably are going to only sell the number of slots they have merch for. Yeah. And I doubt that they're going to be making more merch. Right. They'll, That's my guess. The ones that requested the refund. Right. Yeah. So that so that was that was disappointing and that has me a feared for the remainder of twenty twenty, even into twenty twenty one. Yeah, we've already had one race for 2021 already go virtual, yes. and that's the Donna. Mm -hmm. the, th the prevailing theory is that Disney did not sell um, Marathon Weekend to its normal capacity. They only sold a certain percentage of it, mm -hmm. and that that would enable them to do the social distancing and to, to do uh, staggered, more staggered um, starts. Mm -hmm. That said... You know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I, I, I I think it's probably a 50-50 shot at this point, whether oh, it's yeah? going to occur. Yeah. yeah. Some I'm, people were saying like, oh, 70-30. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I don't 30 know. 30% chance of actually holding the race. It's it's hard at this point because that's yeah. the biggest one that they normally have. Mm -hmm. And even at 25% capacity, I think you're talking still something like 7,000, 8,000 people. That's still incredibly challenging at the beginning of the race and the corrals and I just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There are a lot of different touch points that you have to consider and transportation. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. it's ver you're talking a virtual impossibility to do, to do social distancing. If you're doing bus transportation, it's, you, it's can't, tough. you can't really do any kind of a pre-party. What do your uh, corrals look like? You know, so Post -party. there's a lot to consider. So yeah. I think that if we're still doing all that stuff, these types of events are are probably for the time being going to be, you're going to see more and more virtual. Go virtual. Yeah. It's just my guess. Yeah. So it's good that we have some virtuals that we have planned in August and in September and even in October and November. Yes, we uh, not only are we doing the Disney virtuals, we've mm -hmm. also just taken delivery of a couple of other virtual races we're going to be bringing you guys. So we're going to show you some really awesome medals and shirts and, and races you can sign up for to do yeah. on your own, wherever you want. From several different virtual race sites that we really enjoy. One that offers a discount code, which is Virtual Pay Series. Mm -hmm. And then one from outstanding people that partner with amazing charities for the Avengers Assemble series. Yeah. we Metal Chasers. We, we do have a, a little Marvel problem. We did go back and, and sign up for an entire series of, can't of help it. Avengers 5Ks. Mm. Disney, That's Marvel, okay. superhero, anything. It's And then we got a couple of others too. Yeah. It, it and you know, and coffee also. Yes. We can't control our I can't control myself. Absolutely not. But so we have some of those positive things on the horizon and this weekend we have a wonderful wonderful trip planned. Yes, uh, we are getting an opportunity to do a little bit of travel since um, close to home. The Disney parks have reopened mm -hmm. with uh, there's like a big asterisk there when you say mm -hmm. that they've reopened yes. kind of. Yeah. Um, we're going to be traveling up this weekend and mm -hmm. we are going to be covering the Epcot Food and Wine Festival like we would have covered at the Wine and Dine Half Marathon weekend. Yeah, so we are going to be bringing you guys food from around the world. Yeah. And we're also going to give you a look at what the 
conditions are on the ground yeah. and the happiest place on earth yeah. during this time. To give you an mm-hmm. idea, if, if you want to travel mm-hmm. right now and you want to avail yourself of the opportunity to go to one of these parks, what's mm-hmm. the experience going to be like for you? Yes. I think that a lot of people want to know. A lot of people want to know. I think that the Be Our Guest podcast has been doing a great job of letting people know. Mm-hmm. It'll be great for us to chime in and weigh in with some firsthand experience as well. Absolutely. So that is kind of a cap on our running week with yes. news, training updates. We hope that your training week finds you well and safe and training and really trying to hang in there with motivation and those healthy habits and those training habits because as races go virtual as training and as runcationing gets put on hold Mm -hmm. we we have to find new ways to motivate ourselves and challenge ourselves yeah so if you've got some suggestions or you've got something that you're doing, let us know. Shoot us an email over at info at runeatdrink.net. Tell us yeah. how you're staying motivated. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah. If you're running a virtual, tell us which race. Because mm-hmm. we got a recommendation from one of our newest Runcation Nation members. That's coming up, I believe, in September we're doing that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, more to come. Yes. Yes. But now, uh, since we've done our, our long run, mm-hmm. and we did it on an empty stomach. Ooh. Well, I had a banana. Okay, I did it on an empty stomach. Mm, and coffee. Okay, did you, did I, I did have ha- coffee? I did have coffee. Yeah. And I drank water while I was on the run. Mm. Um, but lunch is coming up. Yay. And fortunately, For lunch. <laughs> I cooked last night ahead. You are a good man. So I'm going to tell you Some guys. might um, call you craft services. <laughs> yes, I have been no- <laughs> known to be called that. Um, we, of course, a few weeks ago on the show, we interviewed Ray Cronice and Juliana Hever, the authors of the Healthspan Solution. Episodes 108 and 109 and on runningdrink.net, if you're interested. They were fantastic. They are the hosts of one of our favorite podcasts, yes. the Science and Saucery Podcast. Mm-hmm. And they really dig into the science of nutrition and they come at it from kind of a plant-based perspective mm. and for give, health for health yeah the, uh, what I, what i really like about their approach is that they are they're not uh, preachy they're not uh, condescending in any way they are just hey here's what the the studies are showing and here's what we're recommending based on the science that we're seeing and then the results that you know they have clients and, and for your health and yeah Yeah, for the improvement of your health. And I'm so grateful to them that we discovered them through uh, listening to Presto. Yeah, that's Penn Jillette's book on how he lost 100 pounds. Mm -hmm, How I made 100 pounds disappear. And I just, to to those three, if if I could speak to those three right here in this moment in time, I'm so grateful for that because it has allowed us to train better in terms of running it has also allowed us to eat better for our health and in a flavorful way yeah and and for me personally it it allowed me to lose 70 pounds and Mm -hmm. to take 70 points off of my blood pressure so now that's a huge win for me Mm. and my doctor said keep doing what you're doing warms my heart so the fact that we were able to go plant-based most of the time. Yes, you know, again, of course. Well, like we, we tell everybody, we, day seven. we, we call it day seven. Uh, Ray and Juliana call it a rare, rare and appropriate, appropriate day. Um, and we don't always do it on the seventh day. It's right. just you know when we're having our rare and appropriate day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's usually when we're doing stuff for the show. Yeah. So. So. We cooked a number of items from this book and we're cooking our way through it still we are and i think i mean even though it's hot outside i think it is still appropriate and i don't i just sometimes crave 
spicy and different flavors. Oh, I think spicy food, some of the best times to eat really spicy food is when it's warm outside. Because for me, anyway, it kind of makes the heat after you're done eating it a little less uh, impactful. Mm. Uh, That's just the way way it works for me, anyway. Mm. And I never thought about it like that. Yeah, and... uh, Yesterday, or, or as we were planning our, our menu for this week, I, the, what I cooked yesterday was an item from the HealthSpan Solution yeah. called the Chana Masala. And what this is, is basically a very rich tomatoey stew. Super thick. With onion and tomato and chickpeas. And the f- spice blend is six different items of spices mixed in. That give you this warming, flavorful, spicy, just amazing flavor profile, mm. similar to a curry, mm. but not exactly. I mean, you're talking things like coriander and cumin, which are both very warming. Paprika, which gives you that great pop of red color. Turmeric. It's and supposed to have outstanding health benefits. Yeah. Turmeric. And then... Uh, this is an opportunity in cooking food like this to learn new ingredients and uh, we had to go purchase a spice called garam masala mm, which we've heard about on food network yes actually and it's it, it tastes or smells it, it it evokes um it's very reminiscent of curry and cinnamon yeah i get a own. cinnamon but not like a sweet cinnamon like a warming cinnamon mm-hmm. flavor and then a little bit of cayenne pepper. So you mm. get this great spice blend. And then basically you're you're using, you know, canned fire roasted tomatoes. You're using some garlic and ginger that you, you know, mince throw in fresh. Mm. Um, and then chickpeas is is what they're using for the for the main protein. Mm. And you know, their recipe gives you a great stovetop preparation for it, which is not hard. Yeah, yeah. 20, 20, 25 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes of prep, 25 minutes cooking. I cheated a little bit. And I love that you did it. Well, I'm a huge fan of these um, slow cooker slash pressure cookers, like the Instant Pot. Um, uh, yes. We have a couple of them here at the house. We use ours all the time. So I basically it. I took everything that they that they suggested that you do um, and simplified it. So, you know, you could make your own chickpeas, but sure. uh, you know, we got canned chickpeas. Rinse those. Really well. You know, the the fire roasted tomatoes and chili peppers I used there's a version of Rotel which is a canned diced tomato mix that a lot of people use for uh, queso homemade queso right great recipes out there for rotel queso Mm -hmm. Um, but they have a version with fire roasted tomatoes Mm -hmm. that is just perfect for this dish and you you can get a version of rotel that is no salt added yeah they actually have a specific one that is that is not just low sodium but they have it has no salt added at all which takes takes your sodium down to like one percent of your daily value if you're Mm -hmm. if that's something you're looking out for yeah but you know basically adding all the ingredients into the instant pot give it a good stir Mm. you know add the spice mix in Mm -hmm. and then set it and you know let it go for you know i i put it on low for 25 minutes because i wanted uh, a firmer texture to the chickpeas oh yeah i like that if you want it a little mushier a little softer you can actually increase that to medium or to high Mm. for that time and that's going to soften up those chickpeas more sure but this just creates this thick rich tomatoey stew with this warming spice Mm. That so good. you serve, uh, the recipe lets you serve it over brown rice. Mm-hmm. And you get about a half cup of brown rice in each serving. And the, the recipe makes six servings. Yeah. So we had two last night. We mm-hmm. have four in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I'm having it for lunch today. Mm. And so good. it's going to be even better the next day, of course, because that gives that Spice. extra time for those spices to blend and mingle. Mm. And, mm. Uh, mm. um, I really like it, and I think it's really, really hearty in terms of the chickpeas as the protein. Mm-hmm. And it, it on its own, 
that is enough. However, if you wanted an added uh, protein bonus or you wanted to sub for meat, Mm -hmm. then you could do either in the Instant Pot or in the Crock Pot just some, some shredded chicken. Absolutely. You know? Or some diced chicken, whatever. I was going to say, you could dice up chicken breast mm-hmm. and, and either sub- substitute it for the chickpeas mm-hmm. or put it in with the chickpeas if you're wanting a meat dish. Like, you know, so yeah. you would have just this really fantastic, hearty, spicy uh, chicken dish. Yeah, but honestly, I was thinking as we were eating it that it's like, you know, that the chickpeas take the place of meat so well in terms of hardiness and filling and the spices just give you such a satisfying flavor it's not like you're missing anything no and what i like about this dish is that you got that six spice mix that you're that you create Mm -hmm. and and you add in there is cayenne pepper in there of course that is one of the ways that you can you can regulate the amount of heat that you're getting because that's the only hot item that that you're really putting in there well and and then one of the fresh ingredients it calls for is your option of uh they say one fresh hot pepper like a serrano a jalapeno or a red chili cut into rounds now peppers are they're like snowflakes they're all unique they're different you never know what you're gonna get you know you can some nights i we can get jalapenos and and you can eat that jalapeno and they're not too bad sometimes Mm. you get one that is just it it wanted to be a scotch bonnet when it grew up you know it it's a little extra hot it's the little engine that could light you on fire yeah oh but um you know we opted to go with fresh jalapeno um Mm -hmm. But you can add whatever pepper you want or choose not to add it and maybe just go with like a bell pepper. Oh, sure. Or a poblano, something that's not going to give you any heat, but it's going to give you some flavor. Or you could do them and you could de-seed and de-vein them. Mm-hmm. So there could be different levels to the spiciness of this dish in terms of the fresh ingredients and in terms of how much cayenne you, you put in that spice mix, like yes. you were talking about. But I... I would have this again. I loved it. Yeah, this so would, hearty. This uh, we prepped ahead and we did um, uh, about six cups, or I'm sorry, four cups of brown rice, and we div- yep. divvied it up into our to-go containers, Tupperwares, and our Tupperware, and then you know spooned it into each one of those plus the servings that we had last night. Yeah, um, this would also be great if you picked up some whether it's tortillas or non I was thinking that too. And oh. you can actually use this as a filling for a wrap. It, it would, would be, be fantastic. Awesome. Like because you did. it's so thick. You could get some of those sprouted grain tortillas mm-hmm. if you were wanting to keep with that. Or I just, mm, yeah. So we're going to. Dynamite. We're going to link to the book. Um, in the show notes so that you can check this one out. Indeed, yes. We'll have some photos of this recipe. Actually, check out the show notes or the um, the artwork. episode artwork. Yeah. You're going to see that. Yeah. And um, for our patrons, you're going to see a little video. Of, Yay. Or I, I don't know if I call it a video. It'll be a video format, but it'll be more of a, a montage, mo- a, a photo montage with a little will. voiceover of me cooking this. Yes. Sometimes we do videos of you actually cooking. And sometimes they are just montages to what you have done. Yeah. So check that out over on Patreon. Um, patrons, that'll be in the feed uh, very soon. And uh, we think that you're going to love this meatless option or you're going to love adding your favorite meat to this making yourself something very flavorful. Speaking of Patreon, yes. Before we go on, we know that there are many ways that our audience has supported the show. You support the show just by listening to our show. It will always be free. It will always be on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Listener Rob uh, just recently purchased some apparel that we have in our store uh, provided by our friends over at Pure, Pure Creative Apparel. And some people just leave a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps us get discovered. And we cannot thank you enough for that. Yes, we've had some very kind and heartfelt reviews lately. 
We have. With people exploring our back catalog to get a little bit of race recaps to kind of relive some races that are not going on right now. But some actually who have been at races with us who who see our shirts, speaking of pure creative apparel, Mm -hmm. they... They say, you know, we love what you do. We want you to keep on going. We know that traveling and runcationing can be expensive. How can we support you so that you can bring to us where we should accomplish, explore, and indulge for a long, long time? So we headed over to Patreon and we set it up. We've introduced three levels of monthly support, $2, $5, or $10. Mm -hmm. And each of those levels have their own special perks. But like Amy said, the show is always going to be free. Indeed. But if you're looking for a way to support the show and get a little something extra, if you want to see some more behind-the-scenes stuff, some bonus mm-hmm. content or mm. more, head over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Or if you are a Podbean user, go to our main podcast page, click on the Become a Patron button. Mm-hmm. It has the exact same level set up there yep. for our Podbean users. No different. And we just can't thank everyone. However you support the show, we can't thank you enough for supporting the Runny Drink Podcast. Thirsty much? A little bit. Yeah. And this is just going to be, I, I'm going to say it, this is the weirdest beer we've ever talked okay. about on the show. Okay, but before we talk about our local take on this, I do have to tell you, uh, you know, you found the picture and posted, and then I reposted in Runcation Nation. Mm-hmm. You posted about pickle ice cream, actually. I, I did. And then I posted about, what about Urban Artifacts pickled beer? And Urban Artifact is not around us. No, they're so not. So we couldn't get our hands on it. And one of our, the, one of the members of our Runcation Nation was like, hey, where can I get it? You know? Mm-hmm. And so, so we actually, we linked to the Urban Artifact website, but I don't think they're distributing very widely. So we couldn't get it down here in Florida. It was just kind of, I don't know, like kismet. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. Happened to notice one day perusing social media. Yes. Our friends at Millennial Brewing. A month later. In Fort Myers. Yeah. Produce La Piclabad Pickle Sour. Millennial Brewing. And it's, and I really feel like we've done some lives this week, last week, and we have highlighted some local breweries, brewing companies. They, they need our love right now in this time, in this current situation. Yeah. It's going to vary from state to state, but many states um, have different laws pertaining to how uh, business licensing or how, how breweries are treated according to business licensing Mm -hmm. here in Florida. um, A lot of breweries had to close. And mm. those that didn't close were only open for to-go package Pickup, sales, delivery basically. if they could. Yeah, they were canning yeah. locally or doing crowlers or growler fills Whatever they for could do. to-go only, couldn't eat on premises. Mm. Many have had to get changes to their business licenses mm-hmm. to become a restaurant and mm-hmm. offer some sort of food yes. in, in the uh, tap room in order to open the tap room for Indeed. on-site yes. consumption. So. Mm. It's been it's been rough. Yes, and they, then there was that time, very very short time that they could open up if they had a food truck on premises, and then that kind of they kind of stepped back from that. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to highlight some amazing breweries from around Florida, like Fort Myers Brewing Company that we talked about on the live mm, last week, mm-hmm. and then this week we talked about Millennial. And we brought home their pickle sour. And I have to tell you, I thought you're never a fan of pickle, of, of not of pickle, but of sours. Very rarely. It's sours as a style for me. I'm just, nah. I don't know. Nah. I, I don't know what it is. I, I, it's not something I tend to gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of reasons I should. You know, they tend to be lighter in body. They tend mm-hmm. to be lower in alcohol. You can get them in all sorts of flavor profiles. But it's that tartness mm-hmm. that that is so 
powerful for a lot of them anyway, mm-hmm. that I, it just turns me off. Uh, but this is different, I feel. Yeah, this one surprised me. And, you know, well, why in the world are we talking about a pickle beer? Well, first of all, pickle juice is yes. something that is not entirely unknown to the running community. Exactly. Um, there has been a long-standing um, rumor, maybe some science there, about pickle juice and its benefits to help runners with cramping. Which would have helped me at the Tower of Terror 10-miler oh so long ago. It would have. You know, because of the high salt content and the other electrolytes in there, you know, there's there's advantages to that. In fact, so much so, you can now buy packets of pickle juice <laughs> that you can throw in your running belt. One of the last races that we went to, uh, the Fort Lauderdale half, their mm-hmm. expo, they actually had a booth of people who were marketing that. Oh. I can't remember what company it was. It escapes me right now. Mm-hmm. But I just remember that we saw that and we actually tried their stuff. I now remember now that you, you remember this. It, yes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I, I, this, this beer, it looks like a lager. Yeah, it's a nice color, uh, yellow, pale to to medium golden yellow, like a lighter beer. Yeah, looks like a lighter beer. Um, So it doesn't have any crazy green coloration going on with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, light in body, moderate carbonation. And when you smell it, you get this light scent of dill. It was, I even missed it. It's, I think your nose is better than mine, but it, I even missed it the first couple of times I, I, I smelled the beer. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Subtle. So? And dill is, tends to be a strong, when you use it, like when in that potato salad from the Hellspan solution. Well, it's one of those things it's where, you know, a little goes a long strong. way. It's, yeah. a str- it's a strong flavor. Yeah. Strong scent. So, when you talk about this beer, mm-hmm. it's 5.5% ABV. So, it's not, it, it could, it, it's sessionable. It is, but it's a little higher in ABV little higher. than you normally see with a lot of sours. Still sessionable. Mm-hmm. And the, the, we've talked about the color. It. I think you were right in that it, it is a subtle pickle flavor when you taste it, but it cries out for a burger, for a cheeseburger with a pickle. Absolutely. With the, with dill pickle on it. Yeah. yeah. This I expected this um, because being a Goza, um, you often get saltier flavors in, in Goza's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I expected it to be a little saltier. Mm-hmm. And I expected it to and be this is a Goza. stronger than it was in terms of the pickle flavor. So, I mean, basically in my mind, I was expecting basically a carbonated alcoholic. Um, pickle juice. Pickle juice. That's what I thought. Right. And we were getting. I was like, are we going to have, is it going to be, are we going to have this look on our face, the pucker right. factor? Oh. And honestly, it wasn't that. It was, it, it was light, effervescent. It mm-hmm. had a hint of the pickle. Yeah. It had a touch of the salinity, but mm. not, I, I've had, so, we've had salted gozas before. Where you can really tell. It's very present. Very present. This was mm-hmm. very subtle. I think that they were very smart to, not lean too heavily into this. Exactly. Where it was going to be um, offensive or, I, or become a, a, a novelty beer. Yeah. I don't know about that first one that inspired us, how that how, how sour or how pickly that was, but I would have this again. 
Yeah, I, I would th- too. It would be a great post-race celebratory beer with a nice burger and some salty fries. Yeah, I would love to get something like this, maybe with a burger from Post Tavern oh. up, up in um, Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, here locally in Southwest Florida, go over to Nevermind. Nevermind or, or Leany Burger. Leany Burger yeah. would be a great option. You know, something something with a nice big mm. uh fatty patty you know very juicy or that burger that you got at the fort lauderdale half at uh american icon american icon yes uh brewing company brewery our friends at american icon might want to look at a pickle goza i I, well i mean i'm just i'm thinking of all the places that where we've been where i would just love to enjoy a beer and a burger yeah and there's just something about you know that that dill pickle flavor mm. that you know it goes well with certain things and i think Indeed. that a burger sliders um, would be a Ooh, great sliders. option yeah this would also go really well with like saying like a nashville hot chicken Ooh, yeah because that's typically topped with pickles no typically yeah so you know something where you, you mm. where that flavor would complement the the entree Mm. This would be great. It's not as salty as you'd expect. It's not as tart as you would expect. Mm -mm. It does give you that that pickle flavor. The lightness of the body and the fact that it doesn't have this punch-you-in-the-face tartness makes it much more drinkable than you would expect. It's very drinkable. I would have it again. I really think we ought to have it with a nice big unctuous burger i might find i might find my way to millennial brewing later today and Mm. pick up some more because they are actually now offering this not only on tap but Mm. also in cans and what i like about millennial while we're bragging on local is that they um have a very wide range of delivery much like narrative coffee roasters yes that is still delivering yeah they are doing actual beer delivery here Mm -hmm. in southwest florida yeah which is great. Uh, they also have a great space. Uh, Millennial is it. located just, it's, huge. Uh, it's in downtown Fort Myers. They got into a, kind of an industrial building over there a few years ago. They converted the interior space. It's great. They were one of the first breweries we ever saw here in Southwest Florida to do like a family day. Yeah. And they would have yeah. food trucks and then bounce houses for kids. And yeah. you'd have parents come there and they're, Kids farmers could go markets play. Type stuff. They do a little farmers market, mm-hmm. yeah. flea market type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, get food, get a flight, and yeah. then just kind of make a make an afternoon of it. Yeah. So we we wanted to show them some love. Thank you for introducing us to a pickle sour that Dana actually likes. I, it's to a sour that it's that a, you like. It's a rare day. Yeah. It really is, and it's not. Again, it's not that I'm against the the idea of a sour it's Mm. just finding the the right balance for me like some sours really go hard on the on the tartness you could say that about any style of beer because if any style of beer lays too heavily on one side of its ingredients Mm -hmm. then it it may lose the I mean, and I know that some are hop balanced, some are malt balanced. It, I just think you got to find the right combination for the flavors. Yes. And they can't, and this could easily be on the overwhelming side, but it's not. Right. So. Yeah. Well done, millennial. Yes, indeed. And love your artwork and mural by our friend, Brian Hicks. Yes. Love it. Nice nod to uh, great 80s science fiction on their, on their big back wall there. Yeah. So check them out. We'll Mm -hmm. have a link to their website in the show notes. Absolutely. And uh, when you're down here in Southwest Florida, you now have another place you must go and check out. Yes. And in Florida next week, we will certainly be bringing you a virtual 5k and uh, even if it's not themed, because I know we're we're kind of saving a couple there for September and August, mm-hmm. uh, October, and we in August we still have the um, run Disney ones to complete. Yes. So next week we'll bring you a virtual five k of some sort, and some fantastic 
offerings from the 2020 Food and Wine Festival at Epcot. We will find them because, you know, we only bring you positivity on the show. Yeah, we're going to eat our way around the world and Mm -hmm. only the best of the best is going to make it onto the show. Yep, and we will bring it to you. So stay tuned for that. Yes. So we want to, as we start to wrap up, we want to thank our newest founder on Patreon, Megan Brower. And she, she shares, and she is also running through Neverland on Instagram. Yes. And we found that out on our live last night. I'm so happy that we did. So she shares our love of run Disney. And I can't tell you. I mean, anytime somebody pledges in Patreon, you you are so tempted to take a photograph of me because I cry. But she, but I teared up and I cried for good reason. She sent us the sweetest message about why she pledged to be a patron of the show, a founder of the show. And her message says, I'm really happy to join your Patreon and support the work you both do. I'm so grateful for your podcasts because they speak to me on multiple levels. One, love that you're a couple running together like my husband and I. Two, your message of inclusion to back-of-the-pack runners like me makes my heart smile. Three, our shared affinity for Run Disney. Your podcast has helped me conquer many challenging runs, and I'm so happy I could give back. Thank you for giving me so much inspiration. And she sent us... Um, a picture of a quote from Winston Churchill that says, we make a living, a li- we may, I'm going to butcher it now. Come on. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. So thank you for supporting our show, Megan. And we're so happy to have you as a founder on Patreon. And if you love what you hear and you want to help us keep the lights on, you can become a patron and support the show. We have multiple patronage levels from $2 to $10 each with their own special perks. Find out more and support the show at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Or uh, if you're a Podbean user, you can go to patron.podbean.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Or if you're in the Podbean player, there's a button at the top that says become a patron when you're on our page. Yeah. Listening to our show as we thank you for doing every week. Well, guys, thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, or wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay well, stay safe. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.